What survival movie are you watching to help you get through the quarantine? Contagion. Cadet Kelly. I am Legend. What? Why did you say Cadet Kelly? <laughs> that's not a that's not a survival movie. So I'm not really good at rewatching movies I've already watched. But if I've already, if there is gonna be one movie that I'm gonna watch, it's gonna be Cadet Kelly, and I will learn survival okay, techniques okay. of like <laughs> army survival techniques, not like I, not disease. Army. <laughs> yeah, Hillary Duff trying army techniques. <laughs> What does she do, like Lizzie McGuire? And nobody else that I would want to see do that than her. Like, teach me, Hillary. Are there any, like, girly zombie movies that... No, Oh, there's the one. No, there's the one uh, that the zombies fall in love. Oh, yeah, the zombie falls in love. Should I have said, like, Ocean's 8 or, like, Charlie's Angel or something? I don't think you understand the question. That's even worse. (laughs) I don't think you understand. Like, wait, I've never seen Contagion. What's that? I've actually never seen it either. (laughs) (laughs) but i heard it's like the perfect movie to watch when it comes to diseases like zombie land uh oh zombie land for like zombies but i wouldn't say like for disease not for it was just like a generic i'm not talking about i mean i i know we're thinking about corona right now but i am legend that's a good one but that's like so sad like yeah but like if I feel like that's it's like the the best movie to watch right now because it's just like everyone feels like that's what's going on. Oh, There's yeah. these people that are all getting infected and they're all coming after you and you got to survive and quarantine yourself and like make a whole like hoard a bunch of things to try to stay, um, you know, sane or whatever. But something funny uh, so, that like, happened would the was, only uh, one be The Walking Dead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, that that is I guess acceptable. I've never seen yeah. it, but. Um, something funny that happened was, uh, there's this girl I know who's like obsessed with her dog or whatever. And, uh, where she lives, like, um, the Corona is like, you know, it's, it's going up and up in like numbers for how many people have it. And I was like, um, I was like, so have you ever seen I Am Legend? And then she right away goes, I'm not killing my dog. Cause you know that scene, you know that scene where Will Smith is like, has to kill the dog cause he's like infected. Yeah. Did you ask her that question to ask her if she would kill her dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You? Thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. And we are coming to you in a weird format. Quarantine uh, edition. Quarantine Self- edition. Self-isolated <laughs> version. I hope this is good quality. But What do they call it? Social isolation? A social D something social right words. Yeah. Social I don't know. But yeah, this is brought to you by Lift Theory. Um you can find us on all social media at Strange Flavors at uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on YouTube, um, at Strange Flavors, and you can listen to us everywhere on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and everywhere else you can see our setup on youtube actually yeah you can see it on youtube this was this was a a thing that we did for the irony purpose of everybody doing everything virtually but also because you both actually little known fact have corona and so (laughs) Mm -hmm. we have not met for 
a week or two now because because actually Shamir and more. I haven't seen you guys in like three weeks. They both they both were like uh, saying that they were sick, and I was like, we're not taking any chances because over (laughs) here, over here is a safe zone. Let let me let me explain what happened. So we were about to meet up like a week ago or something, and then on Monday. On Monday. Roscoe's, yo, tomorrow, right? And then I was like, yo, guys, uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, I don't know. I'll let you guys know tomorrow. And then Amber goes, stop being a little bitch. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just kidding. Take your vitamin C. I didn't say a thing, you know? I had so much to say in my mind, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything, right? Guess what happens? And later he did that black night. Black magic. That's what happened. He did later black that magic. Night, later that night, she goes, Shami, I'm so sorry. I'm feeling sick. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Karma. What's good? Randomly, out the blue, out the blue, I was like, my throat's feeling kind of sore. Like, this is like, and then I was like, why is my body all like achy? I was like, this is, this is too much. So immediately I'm like, listen, if karma is real, I don't, I'm trying to be good with it. So like, Shami, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that to you. Whatever black magic you did, please erase it. And when I tell you I woke up the next morning with every inch of my body aching and I went and I went straight to the urgent care, I had strep and the flu. I had both at the same time. And when I tell you that, like, I have never felt more sick. Shamir was probably so happy. I was what, so a, what a situation. I'm so happy. Like, what but, a situation. But it, I was happy for the fact that, like, someone else was sick with me, too. Like, the you fact... Don't, no, Shami, you know, Shami, I would get it, except for the fact that I was like, hey, how you doing? No response. Like, you didn't even want to be sick with me. You just wanted to be sick in your own corner and nothing to do with me. No, like, uh, there's... People change once, you know once an outbreak like this happens like the other day uh all of our friends were hanging out and we specifically excluded shamir and our friend usman who we call ozzy because they were both sick and we were like listen we're not taking any chances this is this is healthy boys only like i think everybody is like does not trust one another we're all like you know hoarding a bunch of things and whatever but let me ask you are you guys tripping out over corona what do you mean? I... Like, are you are you are you as scared as like everyone is kind of you know, like I'm talking about the people that are actually you know, oh social social distancing that's what the word was yeah um, as much are you like staying home away from everything, uh, holding on to a bunch of like groceries and whatnot. To an extent, yes, absolutely. Like. Only, like, I'm not really leaving the house unless I'm going to the gym, which is probably not a lot of logic. That's, like, the worst place. I know. There's not a lot. I didn't say it was logical. I just said I was doing it to an extent. Um, And the other thing is that I'm worried about it for, like, in the bigger sense. Like, people who won't be able to fight it off. Like, I'm worried for them. I wonder if you guys already, since you already had the flu, if you can get it still. So I was, this is like, I've had a lot of questions running through my mind this whole week. And I've been doing a lot of Googling to try to figure anything out. Because I don't understand I've been doing germs. a lot of Googling. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand germs. Like, 
how do germs work? Like, I really don't get it. Like, I get it that they're everywhere. I don't, like, I'm literally not, like, I put on a bag to pump up the gas the other day. Like, I'm confused about what I need to avoid. Like, if I'm already sick, would the coronavirus just make me, like, have strep throat, flu, and the coronavirus? Well, it's like, not going to go really- in through your hands if you touch the pump. It's not going to go in through your hands. Like, if you I know, put your hands near your face. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, I luckily bought like hand wipes. I'm like confused as to like how the germs are going. I've been taking two showers a day if I leave the house. <laughs> what about no, you, Shimmer? Are you tripping for out? Me, for me, at first, uh, I wasn't tripping out at, at all. And then once I got the cold, a couple days in, it started getting really bad. So I didn't, I don't have, actually have the flu. I have a cold. So, so did you I, think was the first thought you had like, do I have corona? Yeah, I was legit. <laughs> because like the fourth day in... I had the, I've never been this badly sick in my life and for this long. And I was oh, like, wow. this is something new. Like, I, I have something, <laughs> right? And so then I go to the doctor's office like four days in. I've been quarantined like for the past week, like myself. And so I go, <laughs> I go to the doctor the fourth day in and she's like, oh, you just have a cold. She didn't prescribe me any medication. She was like, oh, wow. it'll just go away in like a couple of days. And so she was actually right. Like, I didn't have to really take anything. It just go away. But then, um, so the first day uh, I went outside with, like, some friends. <laughs> first day I went outside yesterday with some friends. And I was strapped with everything. Like, I had uh, hand sanitizer, four different ones. I, spray, I was spraying everyone with hand sanitizer. Uh, people were like, yo, what's up with the handshakes? I was like, nah, buddy. Like, yeah it's elbow to elbow that's it that's it people are trying to hug me i'm like sorry dog here (laughs) elbow like nah i'm not touching anyone and then i was driving my friend's car and i sanitized his steering wheel and like all the doors i was like i'm not taking any chances because if i got this sick that bad coronavirus might be so much worse so it's supposed to be like so frost what about you i'm not tripping out i Uh All these things that people are now doing, I've been on that. Listen. That's true. I, that is true. That I is have true. forever I have forever <laughs> been washing my hands after everything, before anything. Before I touch my food, I don't care if I'm eating with a spoon and fork, whatever. It doesn't matter. I wash my hands on a regular because it's just like you touch so many things, including your phone, which like already has like a ton of bacteria on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like um, – the quarantining thing, like I'm not hanging out with people like that in the first place. I don't go. I don't like going out. I don't like being in big crowds. Um, I live in like a place where we're pretty safe over here. Like there's only been one case um, in my county. But other than like if you're not really mixing with people like that, you're not really going to get it. So I don't know how it's going to work. The only way is like if like my dad works in the city, like sometimes, you know, my friends and stuff like they go to school and you know work and whatever in yeah, the city so you guys so, go out to eat and stuff too a few times a week like yeah but you know? it's so it's such like a ghost town already now it's just like you don't even see a single person like anywhere so here's the thing about germs is it doesn't have to be your person they could have okay. left those germs there okay that's fine but like still and i'm not stay like stay alive on surfaces but even over here though it's crazy because like all the bread and toilet paper and everything is still gone. Like, people are so dumb. They don't know what to do. They don't understand, like, how to act when anything like this happens. Well, Even when we them? get... Can you blame them? Yes. Because we've... Like, yes. As far as, as far as I've been alive, 
I've never witnessed a situation like this. I've never witnessed like a, like we've never had a global pandemic. Like, you know, so how do people react? This is a lot. Of, this is the first no, time but, for most people. No, it's more extreme. But like we've had things like swine SARS, flu. swine flu, Ebola. Um, but Ebola wasn't airborne. And a lot of these weren't like easily pass on one to one like you would have to have like liquid to liquid contact like you'd have to kiss someone with ebola no, no, there's no doubt like that corona it. is like <laughs> it's crazy right but i'm saying the way that you react to it is like kind of bizarre when yeah, like first do you of all remember that you... one time when you said that you just don't get sick do you remember that time when you were like <laughs> when you were like podcast. You're like, I don't get sick. I don't get sick. And then what happened three days after you you really, really emphasized that? You got me sick. I, <laughs> I Yo, let's go to his house I right now. Let's get him. Let's get him. <laughs> I wasn't even sick at the time, mind you. Okay. You were so sick after you had been so confident. Listen, I'm telling everybody, like, your ego in this really matters. If you feel untouchable, like watch your ass like i'm just saying okay on the on the note of watch your ass i also recommend wash your ass you don't Absolutely. need toilet paper retweet if you're if if you're like i saw the trevor noah the other day and he was like trying to turn, help people cope with the whole toilet paper thing uh cool. there yeah <laughs> he was like he was like listen when i was growing up like i also didn't have toilet paper and stuff and we would use newspapers and i was like what he was like, he goes, Hold on, how is that a cleaner? I know. And he goes, he goes, listen, even if you don't have toilet paper, you have a bath right next to you. You can shower or whatever. I'm like, you're really going to do all of that? You're going to take a whole shower and not just like wash your butt? I'm so confused about that whole thing. Um, so that's why I say like I'm not tripping out because all these things like I have never been aware. And bread, like that's all you guys are eating, bread? Like <laughs> – you have all this other food, and that's what, like, is going empty. It makes no sense. Cause no, it's not just bread. Everything's empty, fam. A lot of things are empty, but also, like, um, you know, like, in our houses, we cook a lot. And uh, we've had, like, flour, you know, like, atta, like, yeah. to make rotis uh, ready for, like, the past two years. <laughs> a ginormous <laughs> container. Like, we're never going to run out. <laughs> Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if I stayed in my house, like, and never went out for, like, I'd be good for a few months, probably. <laughs> a few months or a month? Yeah, like, sur like survival, I'm saying. Oh, survival. Survival, absolutely, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I was gonna say, you're not gonna, your milk's not gonna last you a month, your egg's not gonna Don't last you a month. Don't eat milk. I know, I know, I understand. If you're saying that, like, survival, sure. But, like... We're not just There's, trying to survive out here. We're trying to like, you know, so many things I want to get the I want to get some of like the the confusion straight. So like um, There's there's a lot of new sources that like you can't they don't even know what's going on. That's what's weird and unique about this uh, epidemic is like people are looking for news for like one of the first times because they usually don't trust anybody. But now they're like is this the truth? Is this is this the truth? And the president even lies a lot, so you don't even know if he's like he, <laughs> he just called it a tested. hoax like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was like, and then he goes, um, I was with some doctors, and you know they were trying to explain it to me, and I knew so much. They were surprised that I'm not a doctor. I was like, how do you manage to make this about yourself too? 
But he just got tested for corona and he says that he doesn't have it, but we don't know if that's true or not. Um, but yeah, what's weird is like they've turned this into a political thing too. It's like when it comes to passing laws about uh, healthcare and and testing and all of that, um, and then like how uh, we should be travel banning certain places, which like already Europe is on the travel ban, uh, and now they just put UK on there too. Um, it was really hard to get the right information, and so I think again I always shout out Joe Rogan, but he had like a guy who uh, wrote this book and. A while ago, he predicted that this would happen. And there's a few people mm. that have predicted this would happen because of the way that those Chinese wet markets work. Yeah, Bill and, Gates also predicted it too. Right. There's a few yeah. There's a few people that had said a while ago because they saw what happened with SARS and swine flu and all of that and a few different diseases that have come out of the wet markets. And what's actually going on is that like those wet markets in China are bringing in... Explain these, what like, a wet exotic, market is to people. That's what I'm doing. So it's like... These they bring in these like exotic animals that that are like kind of not the norm to eat uh, that you have everything from like alligators, snakes. They even bats. have bear. They have bats. Uh, and and actually what the Corona is supposedly coming from is possibly either bats or these things called like pandalos or something. I forget what it's called. It's like an anteater, something like that. But uh though they like can, they uh, carry the virus a lot, but they actually even have bear farms. They are farming bears and like all types of exotic animals, tigers even sometimes. And what happens is that they're alive. They're all in these cages and the cages are stacked on top of one another. And they and if one animal even has a virus, right, they're peeing and pooping into the next cage and the next cage and the next cage. And then when people come to the market, they are saying, OK, I want this animal. They like slaughter it, pack it up right there for you and then take it home. And easily, just by that, you're transferring every everything that that carried from one human being, from one animal to that worker to that human being who is now eating it, spreading it out, and it just becomes this huge petri dish, pretty much, of just like <sighs> diseases, right? So that is that's that's where it's it's coming out of, right? Now, people are going around, they're traveling, and somehow Italy got it got hit really bad, and you know, it, it wiped out a bunch of people there, but it's not as it's not as deadly as people are making it seem to be either. It mm -hmm. started out at a very like high risk level, but at the level it's at right now, especially with people living in the US, it has supposedly died down a lot. And mm -hmm. which which means that like the risk is uh lower. It is still supposed to be more uh it's supposed to be worse than like getting a normal flu, but the survival rate is still pretty high. It seems high. like it, sh it seems like it sounds like the symptoms are asthma, like you know, like you can't breathe, you're having a dry cough, like yeah. like you're kind of gasping for air in some ways. Like it sounds like just really bad asthma. Yeah, with the flu, um, I think it was like a 1.5 percent mortality rate. And I think with this, it was like 4% or like 5% overall, but it was like 20 or 25% uh, for people above the age of 60. So yeah. that's really high. But it also seems like, um, I mentioned this like on my social media too, but like it's less about like 
us like healthy individuals i'm not claiming that i can't get it i definitely can get it you can see i'm here with the flu right now um it's the idea of us not worrying about it because of the fact that it can affect healthy individuals but like it, it does affect people who are older who have diabetes and who have chronic health issues and my father is two of those things old and diabetic and it's like for me to say that I'm not worried about it because it can affect me is like very selfish because I'm like quite easily my father could get it and he's on the highest of high risk level so it's like yeah we shouldn't worry about it but the people that I'm closest to and love the most are in those at-risk groups yeah. Yeah, I saw you making like a PSA about this before cuz uh it's it's easy to get caught up in lo- like all the memes and stuff, but when you do have people that are older and stuff that you care about, it can be scary cuz I know that kids they are actually they're carrying the virus but they're not a lot of them aren't getting it. Getting yeah, and they're just carriers, especially kids ages 3 to 19. But that's even scarier because mm-hmm. uh, one of the good things that they did was, you know, cancel all the schools and everything like that because the kids are playing. They, they're they the quickest people to spread out certain things off, like this. Yeah. And uh, so they bring it home and, and, you know, the cycle goes on from there. Grandparents that live at home, there's elderly, there's people who have health issues already. Like it's yeah. they are the carriers. And even to be honest, like. Even people our age and a little bit older who are healthy, like people who are like healthier people fighting it off, like we aren't being infected by it, but we are carriers. So we have to be mindful of it. Let me plug this in real quick. Yeah, it's crazy. So those cheap flights, though. I I mean, (laughs) (laughs) there's like this mask that they're selling on Amazon for like $1,500 and it's like a full face mask and it connects to like a gas tank and apparently you can travel with it. You just have to take it off to like do the TSA check. Um, but you can buy that for $1,500 and then really make the most out of the rest of those flights. (laughs) I mean, I would you guys feel safe traveling right now? Have you seen the planes? Literally everybody has masks on. Okay. Even so I traveled two weeks back and there was still a good amount of people like so when I okay, I, I, I flew in on the twenty seventh, twenty eighth of February. So it's been like almost two two weeks now, almost three weeks. And when I tell you that we stopped at Walmart just to get hand sanitizer, this is weeks ago. Mind you, there's not that many cases in the U.S. There was not any disinfecting hand wipes. There wasn't hand sanitizer. There wasn't any of this, like, when casually here there was because there's a lot of tourists there. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go find face masks. I went to literally, I called every pharmacy in the area, and there wasn't any. However, there were people in the um, airport at that time, I would say, like, I would say maybe like 20% of the people were wearing face masks. And I feel like if others had access to them, they would definitely be wearing them. There just was no access. On the island, it had been sold out for like three, four weeks at that point. Yeah. I think um, the the other thing is that, you know, it's people are, are kind of like, you know, we were talking about the ego thing earlier jokingly but there are a lot of people that feel like uh you know oh it's not gonna get me and like i'm gonna take advantage of this time and uh you know let's travel and whatever and a lot of people are saying that like that's kind of a selfish thing to do because what you're doing is possibly uh you know you're you're possibly carrying it for a few days not knowing that you have it and you know going around and spreading it to other people and like one of the basketball players on the utah jazz um he like was joking around and he was touching everything 
like on the mics and everything like that because of the coronavirus. And he actually had it. And he ended up infecting other people. Um, and no way. Yeah. And like it came out afterwards once the doctors checked him out and everything um, that he did have it. He issued an apology and everything. And what he ended up doing was he donated like five hundred thousand dollars to all the people um, that work for the, the organization for like the jazz or whatever, because those people will be out of jobs for a while because the NBA got canceled. Uh, for the rest of the season so it was it was like a bad mistake that he made but also like a really sort of commendable thing that he did afterwards to to admit his fault and like five hundred thousand dollars that's no joke like i don't know how many owners of the teams are doing that there's a lot of players that are donating money but owners are not yeah we just have to like also be mindful of again the untouchable personality like we are humans and again i'm like we are constantly reminded again and again that like we are just humans on this earth like are not untouchable and anything can get to us if it needs to like you know it's just the whole the whole ego of it all i just wish would stop yeah also like i constantly get that energy on social media you buy Mm. these tickets for like 60 dollars for puerto rico right and you go there there's not going to be anyone there like everyone's gonna be like uh, everything's inside, shut, like, everything's closed. Like, what are you gonna do? Just sightsee Tourist maybe for things. a little bit. Like, I think I think it's got. Well, I mean, I'm gonna argue that that would be even better if nobody's there. You have the beaches to yourself, but uh, <laughs> I think that I think the uh, the corona has gotten to the islands now. There's a lot of Europeans that were traveling there, and I think it's actually on the islands now. So it's now become uh, a danger island, and you have to try to <laughs> try to run away and escape. I mean. You never know, but what else has been canceled? Uh, there's like Coachella. Uh, Wild and Out was supposed to be in Baltimore, and that got canceled on Amber. Thursday. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> like the Wild biggest sports. That's the biggest thing. Wild and Out. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Listen, I was That's personally great. affected. <laughs> I'm really upset out. because um, we were supposed to have a show like for the first time this year. It was going to be like an awesome show. I'm not going to say where since uh, it might happen in the future. Um, yeah. But it was something that we were really looking forward to. And even that's canceled. Um, I'm a little bit worried because there's a few weddings that um, I have to attend. And Oof. I don't know if that's going to be risky. And, and, like, and you know, with especially with like, uh, our style of weddings, they're not about to cancel those. There is so much money and time that goes into yeah. all days of planning and all that. I don't think that those are about to get so when canceled. They say that congregations of 200 people or more, isn't a wedding a congregation of 200 people or more? Is that not yeah. dictated by law? My mom, like was not ta- happen? my mom was telling me that there was a event, like wedding event, and they were having 500 people expected. And the owner of the oh. hotel said, you can only max have 200. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. They're actually doing that in Pakistan as well. Like um, my cousins were telling me that all the wedding venues, even if the people want to have the wedding still, they're saying that you're not allowed to have that many people. So they're can't they're having to like cancel or like, you know, rebook stuff. It's just we've never we've never seen a time like this. I think this is a very historical time that we're living in where we're going to tell our kids one day like, hey, there was this time where all the schools were out and people were working from home like this feels like the future like yeah what's that what's that movie um ready player one you know how like they don't interact with each other physically at all it's just like yeah. all through the video all game online yeah it's like that's what this feels like like even right now we're having a podcast digitally because <laughs> we can't like sit next yeah. to each other or whatever but i feel it's so bad time. 
I feel so bad for like the kids that were gonna graduate because they can't go to their graduation. <laughs> like, They're so sad. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh. What? Yeah, there's there's a lot of like. Like I can't even imagine a digital graduation. <laughs> like, what do you do for that? Your avatar is gone. <laughs> no, you're about to, you're about to get handed your diploma and then your connection like goes out. <laughs> like, what happens? Oh lord. Like I'm, I think that we are extreme. Like we're people like us. We're taking a lot for granted and like. Uh, you know, we're trying to talk about, but we have no idea the inconvenience that it's caused for people, especially on the other side of the world. Um, like I cannot imagine what people in Wuhan are going through, um, where it started. Like they are literally screaming from their apartment buildings, like across one another and trying to like provide moral support. Like they're saying like, stay strong, Wuhan, stay strong, Wuhan. And that must be like, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to like recover from all of this. The economy is like you know going crazy stock market is yeah so i mean i think like in america i i guess we're like blessed we can do stuff on the the internet they're so privileged like other places they can't they still need physical labor and they can't do physical labor jobs anymore because you know this virus Mm -hmm. that's the other thing i was gonna flex about real quick was uh the boy been doing uh remote jobs (laughs) like like people are (laughs) Yo, people people are trying to teach each other on Twitter and stuff, like how to like do stuff remotely and like work freelance and all that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I've been prepared. I'm telling you, I've been prepared for a time like this. All right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No more. No more. Privilege flex. Privilege flex. Karma. Privilege, flex. Privilege flex. I'm done with the karma stuff. Um, okay, but um, we were we were talking about islands. Amber, you just came back from Love Island, Hawaii. How was that? Love Island, Hawaii. <laughs> Love. Love Island, Hawaii. Oh, um, so basically, that's what it was. I did. Right? I was no, it was Maui. Well, I, I don't get the joke that's being made here. Can you explain? Like Hawaii's Love like Island, Island the Love. Bachelor, Bachelorette. I didn't. I don't know. I don't watch that. I have watched Love Is Blind. You watch. You watch everything that's toxic except for Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> I just don't watch TV. I'm doing a podcast. You watch Wild and Out. And so then, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my dad was at the door. Um, no, you didn't answer. I, you said you watched Wild and Out. I do watch Wild and Out, but I don't watch the show. I watch it like like in clips, like on YouTube. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So I went to Maui um, for about a week and some days for um, a retreat. It was really cool. It was like um, this. It was organized by this company called Train Like a Gymnast. And it was basically a bunch of people who care about their health and fitness to come together, work on their mental, emotional, and physical health. And so we kind of, you know, got together and really talked about how to practice gratitude in our daily lives and how that, like, helps us. Um, And also how to, like, capitalize on our talents, identifying our talents. um, Oh, so it sounds like it's more like a mental retreat than a physical one. It was it was the it was very much both. So okay. we had a huge so every single day it was very interesting. Like every single day, like all we were all in this big house together, and it was like a very non toxic like reality show house basically. Like it was like people who got along together great in this one big really nice house. Um, we were all like, <laughs> and then and then right after that she goes on Twitter and tries to sign up for that uh, YouTube house. Yeah, what's it, what's it called? The Real, toxic reality house. Reality, reality house. 
She and goes, it's non-toxic, but then signs up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. And so, Amber, yeah. Amber, you were you were portraying some very toxic energy, though. Like, I saw some of the snaps. I really <laughs> Did you hear what I said on the podcast? Okay, so here's the problem that I have with you, personally, human to human. Okay? It is virus, that to, virus to human. Excuse me. <laughs> virus to human. Is that on the podcast, you're like, Amber's acting, I mean, she's being herself, but, like, we're not there to humble her. But, like, but like extra yourself. No, like, like, me Like, you were doing, like, the clapping stuff and, like... Right. Clapping stuff. Absolutely. And you were like, you don't need him, like, men are trash, toxic, like, that was your energy. That was part of my energy and sometimes. Like, if I saw, if I if I were to guess through your snaps, I wouldn't have guessed that there was some mindful, grateful, right, like, Right, 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 right. For on. sure, for sure. I can see the hypocrisy in that, sure. Um, however, it was, like, in the appropriate times. When I was being toxic, it was during our free times. And, you know, it was, it was more okay. But really, it was like we'd get up, eat breakfast, go on a hike, do like you know some sort of like team activity together come back have a workshop then we have like f- like eat free time then we do like practicing handstands we practice backflips we did like animal movement so it was like a super like healthy place so you be. went from a- making animal sounds to doing animal movements animalistic yeah <laughs> like that sounds really cool though like um to what what's the best thing that you think you got out of that like out of all the things that you did or talked I about? I think that, I think I just like learned a lot when it came to like, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself in these, but you also learn a lot about others and you learn to really forgive people for like, just like who, like not, this sounds a little bit weird, but like accepting people for who they are because you really realize that some people have certain things that I might consider a flaw, others might not, but they genuinely aren't, aware of it and then there are very polite ways to make them aware of it and if they're willing to change it it can be a really beautiful thing and like I witnessed that a lot in this trip and I really came to gain a a lot of appreciation for people around me and you know our like range of people though it did seem like it was all white people was like really amazing I was the only person from Maryland on this trip we had two people from LA somebody from Oklahoma somebody from Tennessee and it was just like a really big mix of people and I think one of the coolest thing was we had this like 55 year old mom on the trip who's like battled cancer four times and like and like it's when I tell you that like we can be talking about some of the most shallow things when it comes to like okay somebody was like talking about um like okay one of the things that I shared in there was like okay, uh, what are some things that you think about yourself on a daily basis? And my top number one thing was you are fat. I was like, every single day I feel that on a daily basis. And then I turn around and I see that there's this mom who is genuinely battling life itself. And so it like, it kind of really makes you realize like what your demons are and what other people's demons are and really kind of humbles you in a way that like my problems are my problems and I can, you know, work on them, but they aren't the end of the world. And there's a lot of things and a lot of like your problems really aren't that big, even though they are valid that, you know, you have a lot of perspective in a group like this. Like somebody who's bat- battled cancer four times really isn't worried about how much weight is on her. She's just worried about being healthy. You know, like it, it was just like a lot of humbling moments. And I think that's and- the main word that you used was like perspective. 
Absolutely. You Absolutely. gained a lot of perspective. Could you? Um, do you think you could live in Hawaii forever? Bruh. I think that there's, okay, okay, I would say 70% of me wants to say yes, and then 30% of me wants to say no, because 70% is like, it was very nice, like, holy crap. You know, like, I'm you, asking that, like, like the things that you're describing, all that, it's just like, you are at this place, which is naturally going to make you just, like, happier and fulfilled, and, like, you're all yes. on this adventure, and, like, you're trying something new and whatnot, but, like, when you come back to reality, you're it's not on this island, you're not with those people who are trying to be that. You're you're so, around a lot of people that like don't think that way or or aren't like even trying to think that way. They're just trying to live on. So absolutely. Like, so what's the, how do you balance like the reality versus you know this this what this trip offers? So I mean I'm not gonna lie. Like I really did have to do my gratitude practices as soon as I came back because it really hit me hard when I came back. Like I was not feeling very gracious and like you know really feeling that okay I'm so happy da 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 because I was in a place that was like it was literally 22 degrees the day that I came back and it was just like it was just a lot happening. I think that in a place like that I think you can stay euphoric. It's the energy of it's it just seems like the people who are living there just seemed like they were trying to just make it. And that's what I couldn't get with. Like everybody was just trying to make it like everybody either had a service job, like either they're a bartender, or t like, you know, or they're working in tourism for other people. And it was just like either an electrician or and and when I asked the locals, they said the only way that you can really make money on this island is if you're like a doctor or something. So it's like. I mean, oh, wow. I can see that like it, there wasn't a lot of like opportunities in like regular jobs there, but like perhaps say I was getting paid as a content creator and my money wasn't coming in from the island itself, but like through a digital way, I think that that would be a lot more manageable. Um, now, here's the other thing is that I did realize there's a lot of people in my personal life that perhaps did need some of the tools that I um gained while I was there and I felt like there were things that I knew that a lot of people could benefit from and so I started organizing a workshop with some of the materials that I have and so I'm going to have some people that I really care about come and do these exercises with me so that was one way that I could kind of feel like well sure, I, I didn't get an invite so clearly <laughs> you don't care <laughs> it wasn't it, the invites have not been sent out yet <laughs> so, dang so I, so I have one my friends will have one. Well, <laughs> you, well, I'm, not coming. I'm not coming. Okay, fine. Then don't know. come. It's fine. Yeah. I, I will send you an invite. It's up to you if you choose to come. I'll take a virtual invite. Is it going to be uh, like a Cadet Kelly um, sort of? No, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. It, it'll definitely be like a day of working on ourselves, but also I really like the physical aspect, so I'll have a yoga instructor come. You know, I really liked how we only had healthy foods in that house. That's it. Like there was only healthy foods. We had food stacked with sponsored stuff, um, like energy shots, focus shots, um, yeah. and just like protein chips and everything. You know, cool. I think that like when it comes to these these group things like that, when you go on these retreats, um, you get away from your reality and and try to you know meet new people. And like learn about their struggles and all that. Like, there's so much benefit in that. But at the same time, uh, everybody has different ways of like coping with uh, different things, and and they have a different way of getting that same knowledge. 
and like mm-hmm. not everybody can afford or go like Absolutely. to these types of retreats and all that and like they don't have that sort of like that mindfulness uh or that curiosity to even like try it um so i see a lot of people that like you know there there's a they try to make their own world like there's people that will try to like stay in that type of environment in general um or just people that are a lot similar to them so that they can avoid those negative things and like you know avoid going towards um you know just like mindsets that they don't agree with and then there's people that are the opposite that are like you know what my for example my kids need to like go through like a difficult or hard Mm -hmm. upbringing and on the way if they hang on to their faith and their values and this and that they'll realize um you know what's important to them or whatever and like the way that i really like it it's it struck for me a lot recently was um the like my community where i live as you guys know very conservative community Mm -hmm. um the Muslim community had been working on trying to build this mosque um, mm-hmm. for a while now. And finally, they got a piece of land that they're trying to build on and everything. And there was so much backlash from, like, the surrounding community. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and for, like, a lot of people in the Muslim community, they were just shocked. They mm-hmm. were like, what's going on? We've, we grew up here. My parents grew up here. Like, we've been a part of this community. We've been volunteering. We've been, like, going to churches. We've been... Uh, playing sports with their kids and this and that and there's this huge backlash all these like racist comments online and like just all types of crazy stuff and um there was a hearing that happened and they were supposed to like decide if that if they were allowed to use the land or whatever and since it's next to a a neighborhood and like kind of a major subhighway or whatever if they were gonna allow it so there was a public hearing where people could come up and speak is this common that they will have a hearing for a land that like like if something else was being built and it wasn't a mosque yeah. would it would would this hearing be happening anyway well that's like the thing like, it's just like it, there's there's like 150 plus churches in uh in in our county and right uh the like the dac members who are who are the people that decide like you know what happens with the the district mm-hmm. and all that um, they themselves were like, uh, we've never had anything like this for, you know, a, a, a religious or mind. Really? But, but at the same time, like, you know, when something like a Walmart or something comes in, there are people in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or the surrounding sort of like houses that come in. They're like, hey, this is going to bring too, too much traffic. So we don't want to have this. But like this is this is like a, you know, a religious place we're talking about here. It's not a 24 hour business. There's a Dunkin Donuts across the street that's still going to have way more business in a day than we're going to have in an entire month. So it, the the like the traffic issues and all that, like they really weren't as big of a deal as people were yeah. trying to make it seem. But when I was mm-hmm. at the hearing, I was expecting to just sort of like hear those types of things. <clears throat> and they were so like unionized in the people that didn't want this to happen. And they were like, there was so much undertone that I heard throughout the whole thing that people were saying all types of things and just not understanding of like who Muslims are in general. Were they making claims that they didn't want a group of Muslims specifically congregating? Like, what were the statements that they no, were so making? They, so they were trying to make it like, hey, uh, you know, we live in this neighborhood and like we don't want them to use our entrance. It's going to be so crowded. This is a highway. Some guy went up and he was like, you know, I got in an accident on this highway 
which is like okay like whose fault <laughs> that's is your that? fault like, yeah. yeah so he's like he's like it's already crowded and then there was some uh, a family that lives across the street they were like we have a special needs kid and like you know there's going to be a this going to increase traffic and whatnot and it was like okay i mean like i guess that's valid but at the same time it's just like like so what was most of the that- like um were most of like the uh, the hate comments that were coming in about Muslims was that mostly online because I see yeah. um, some a lot of um, rude like like oh if you put because I, I searched this topic on Facebook and I saw people like oh yeah like tell them that it was a pig farm before and they'll never build it there and yeah. and those types of things yeah like there was a lot of that online there wasn't right. as much in person at all there was this mm-hmm. one guy that stepped up and he was like listen my grandkids are going to be growing up here um i don't want them to start practicing sharia law and i heard that there's going to be training camps that they're going to be having and i was like training I, like, I couldn't so i couldn't contain myself right like everyone our community was so respectful and patient and whatnot but i loudly when he said that i was like what and everybody kind of turned around and, like laughed a little bit there i was like hold up like, what is even going on? What are you talking about? Like, this shouldn't, we should not even entertain this. So eventually, like, I saw all the parents sitting there and, uh, like, I've never seen these people that helped raise out, like, all the kids. I, like, they saw me since I was, like, like a like a little kid growing up here. And, and we all, like, they're such amazing people. They're all, like, doctors and lawyers and engineers and, like, art directors and, like, all teachers, all, like, important members of this community that have helped this community out tremendously and volunteer for the community, not just Muslims, all the time. And I was like, this, this sucks. Like, I felt heartbroken just seeing their faces of just, like, filled with fear and just, like, just confusion of like why do these people feel this way so hardly towards us so i was like i wasn't expect i wasn't like prepared to speak or anything but i couldn't take it so i like went up there and i just spoke like i didn't i didn't comment on traffic or anything like that i just told him like listen we are like extremely important uh valuable members of this community and we're not gonna like and and just letting our like our parents and everybody know that like we have we are abiding by the law and we are abiding by the constitution. We are absolutely in the right to do what we're doing. And, you know, there luckily- was a, a video that you posted of you having the speech. And I want to say yeah. that you were so well-spoken. Even I didn't know that it was on a whim. But the fact that you were able to, I think that you were a really good bridge between um, who they think that Muslims are and who they consider themselves to be and they see somebody like you who is that um very much like a middle person like oh like an average kid he just happens to look a little different and like kind of really make it like okay like he really is just of a different religion just trying to practice what he wants to do and i think that the way that you spoke was very respectful but also to the point like listen like i'm here and i respect everybody here and i appreciate everything you do but i've also been a valuable member of this community and i think that we've all played a like really big role in it and i think that we deserve a place for us to get together so i think you you kind of having that speech was like very powerful in so many ways definitely and i think like uh when probably like a lot of people were like listening to your speech maybe they're blocking it out like oh they don't care or something like that but when you really dropped the there's 150 churches mm-hmm. in this area and this is only one place we're talking about i was like that should just like that was that was a bomb sh- i feel like, like that but, really helped it like bind the whole argument together yeah. that's exactly it though because i was like my brother and i were the only younger people there there was nobody else that like they're trying to keep their kids at home and like what i was saying earlier about this whole point is that like 
the 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 community feels like oh my god they hate us let's just stick to one another and keep each other safe and like keep our kids at home but it should be the opposite we should continue living our lives we should continue being like vital members of this community and like and like show people who we really are and my and all the parents like including my own dad would have amazing things to say but just that little thing of him having an accent might be that barrier that like they can't get exactly. over and mm-hmm. i know that like me having long hair and like looking i guess younger or whatever is like sometimes that's all it takes and like yeah. our like people our age have to be able to step up and yeah we have to be patient we have to be more respectful than a lot of people people started walking out as soon as i started speaking yeah not a single person walked out while they were speaking from our community and it was just like after after i got done saying what i was saying like there's nothing that they can deny all of the things i said were just strictly facts of like the things mm-hmm. that we have achieved and done and even and making yourself seem here. as regular as like hey like we went to towson we went to right. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hopkins, we went to and college. That's what happened, like, like, we afterwards, are your children. Yeah, they came up, to, like, some of them came up to me afterwards, and they were like, hey, listen, like, we weren't trying to, you know, target or anything like that. Like, my kids also go to that school, whatever. And it made it so, like, they realized that they were kind of being silly. And what ended up happening was just like that uh, people didn't really know that this was going on, but the support that, like, after I posted that video, Uh, that we received online was way more than any of that backlash and it was like all people that like can can you know say in writing and and that like they can prove that yes they did do these things they were there with me when i when all that they're saying is true those like all those kids that we grew up with all our friends all our teachers like they were backing it up sharing and stuff and like it was funny because like that video ended up doing really good it got like over twenty thousand views or something Mm -hmm. and uh my sister was like, "Man, you need to start dropping Ronopono links on there cuz they it did better. It did better than all of our videos have done so far this year." I was like, "Dang." But yeah, I mean like uh going back to the original point was just like uh you know, when you go to certain uh places and and surround yourself around certain people, like you don't ever like not not you but like people listening, like don't ever uh, forget that like there's people that will never understand that way because they've never been educated and they a lot of times they don't know any better and a lot of times they have been taught differently and until you like go out and and really involve yourself in all the different types of communities and types of people there are um, not right now but after the corona stuff is done uh, you know like involve yourself in all those people and try to get perspective and understand why they're saying what they're right. saying and then be yourself like you were saying you know just just appreciating who people are for who they are not being judgmental to that and understanding that like there's a there's a certain just like me and you there's a certain like rule book of ethics and morals and values that that they abide by as well that like you have to like break down mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean that's that's all there is to it when it comes to understanding people and perspective and like uh that's i feel like that's the key word is just yeah. perspective I think the crazy thing is also like I live in a very diverse area. So like hearing this news is kind of like very shocking to me, especially coming from someone that like I know personally and like a community that I know personally. And so like our mosque is actually like right next to a church and we've actually built roads so they can easily go to each other. And so they can park Mm -hmm. like they can park at our mosque and we can park at their church. And so our entrance actually goes through a neighborhood Mm -hmm. like and that was never an issue like people are parking around the neighborhood like it may be packed but it's only packed for like 
an hour on Friday. That's what like, it's right. supposed to be about too. Like there was an awesome like the the lady that actually started out before anybody from our community ever even like thought about going up was this Hindu woman. She like stood up and was like, "Listen, like there's a lot going on in Pakistan and India right now, and I don't ever want any situation like that to happen amongst any religious groups uh, over here in America." Wow. And like there was like some people that were like, you know, true Christians will understand that like, you know, uh, that 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 theory of like what would jesus do the wwjd and like that's why i made the shirt that like we have on our lf theory website the wwmd like what would our prophet peace be upon him do in situations like this and all those people all those like religious figures and historical figures martin luther king malcolm x like anybody that you can think of that was in a position of just like of that leadership like they would always have done the right thing never a thing to like try to you know kick out anybody that's not from their community. They would try to just do the right thing, treating people with respect and, you know, like no matter what their background is, just always like, you know, like treating people like human beings. And, you know, so like it shows, it shows both the good and bad, but like these situations in life are sometimes necessary just so you know, like what it's like, you know? Um, I, fu- I want to tell a funny story that happened recently. Um, so, uh well there was like a i want to do like a photo photoshop situation of the month which like you know how sometimes i get like these random horrible photoshop requests from like either friends or random people that are just like can you do this for me and it's just like (laughs) what are you talking about um i'll share that one first so like uh someone hit me up recently a friend and she was like hey like i have like these really great photos and um they're in like a hotel room and she was like, can you just like, there's a Coke can sitting in the back. Can you just take out the Coke can? Like, it's really messing with my aesthetic. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, I forgot how to do it. Like, she, d- no, you didn't. You just want me to do it. It's fine. Just say that. Uh-huh. Like, she's acting like she knows, you know, how to do it or whatever. And it's not hard because all you have to do is like, I'm not going to try to explain, but like, it's, it's a right. very easy thing to do. Right. And, um. It's like this small Coke can all the way in the back of the photo. I'm like, this is what you're like, you're, you're hitting me up about. Like, and I was like, okay, just send me the photo. I didn't even ask her or whatever. She's, and she's like, okay, but there's like six. I'm like, no, pick one. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I guess I'll just pick three then from these. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, she sends it to me. And like, whenever something like this happens, it's bizarre from the beginning. I'm like, I'm going to mess with this person. I don't care. So... First, uh, she said she wanted to get rid of the Coke can, so I replaced it with a Pepsi can. Oh, my God. And I sent it to her, her, and she was like, LMAO, no, please, oh, my God, whatever. And then uh, she she was holding, like, a, uh, I guess, like, a wine glass or whatever. So then... Why is that? Okay, keep going. Yeah, so then then I, uh, I was like, okay, sorry, let me try again. So then I took the Coke can out, but then I put the Coke can in her hand instead of the wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I finally like sent her the real one. But listen, like if you're gonna send me stupid requests, not be like paying somebody for their time, whatever, then you're gonna get messed with every single time. And she's also, lucky I didn't guys, throw this time on Instagram. Download Snapseed and use the hide feature. <laughs> download any app that like. There's so many apps that like will make it easier to do on your phone than even Photoshop nowadays. Yeah. 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 And it's just surprising. Okay, the other the other um funny encounter. So we were at Wawa the other day. Uh-huh. And uh 
we were like like me uh my brother and emma a friend uh we were like let's go around like uh see what's going on in the town because it's like completely dead people don't want to go outside because that's Corona the person stuff. who already doesn't leave isn't really doing anything he's over here trying yeah, to catch i wanted to no no he's we wanted to go see like surf, he's trying to surf the town like touching everything trying no, to no, not touching things just seeing uh-huh. like what's going on in the grocery stores like see pe- what how people okay, are panicking Mr. journalist i didn't know you were living up to your degree I I wasn't like trying to go and uh, touch people, and if there was gonna be a big crowd, I wasn't about to go there. But so, <laughs> so it was funny because like yeah, all the grocery stores are empty and stuff. But we go to Wawa, and uh, like there's the there's a lady at the counter, and she goes, "Oh my God, you have such beautiful hair!" Um, and then she had a hat on, and uh, like. I could see some of her like hair coming out, or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, it was a wig, damn it!" it and then, no, 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 no. I was like, I was like, "Oh no!" Like she's, she's like, "I wish I had your." I was like, "No, you have beautiful hair too." And then she takes off her hat, and she's like, "I don't have any hair." And she was all like bald here, but then she just had a little bit of like hair here, <laughs> like, like she was most likely like a crackhead or something, because it was like it was very like cracky hair. You know what I mean? Oh, oh my oh, god! Frost, frost, frost. No, I'm serious. Cracky. It wasn't like. Let's see. It wasn't like I know what you're thinking. It wasn't like cancer hair. I can tell when it's like. <laughs> it was like. Oh my god. And she was like, she goes, I don't have any hair. And there's a whole line behind me, and I like look, and everyone like does not want to make eye contact with me, mm-hmm. and I just grab my stuff, and I was like, they were waiting for their sandwiches, and I told Emma's little brother, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. We'll just, we'll just eat outside. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It was mad it was mad awkward be, though. That's the problem with throwing back compliments. I feel you on that. Sometimes when you get a compliment, mm-hmm. instead of accepting the compliment, you have to deflect and be like, Oh my god, I love your thing. I usually don't do that. I usually hate when someone's like, Oh my god, you do too, whatever. But I could see some and I was like, No, like because it was like red. I was like, No, like you have beautiful hair too, because red hair is like cool to me. And so I would usually <laughs> never do that. But I just thought that like, okay, let me like make her day or whatever. And uh, it was very upsetting what happened. <laughs> and I won't ever go to that Wawa again, I think. Because if I run yeah, into her, uh, I don't know what I would say. Too much. You are too much. Okay. Uh, let's let's cl- close out the podcast with one more subject. Um, and I was talking earlier about, like, the, the views that we've been getting um, on well, on our well. videos. So, like... This year has been so awesome, like, especially I feel like, you know, Shamir and I talking late night like we used to just like about the future and stuff and just like, you know, enjoying what we're doing so much and just being excited about, you know, this whole process. It feels like we're back when we first met, like making videos back to back and whatever. And so we've been dropping so consistently and everything, but the videos have been doing horrible. Like every video is just a flop, everything like nothing has like been as viral as like we're used to um but try again in 2021 it's just the year no 2020 is not over we're still like (laughs) no listen there's a lot happening 2020 just like no I, i think what's uh like really different is that um before like we'd have these platforms like facebook that allow like viral viral growth and stuff like that, or Twitter or something like that. And Twitter hasn't really changed much, changed much. But like you know, before people haven't really seen this content before. And now that we're more consistent, people will, like know of us, have seen us, or heard of us, whatever. They're but I think now, for granted. Yeah, they're taking us for granted. No, but Dang. I think, 
I think like we're in a different stage now where like now they're not going as viral, but we're having like a consistent like people that really care about us. And I think that's the stage we're in now. And we're gonna have to like slowly grow from here on out. I yeah, just like, I feel like, I feel like at some point within the next two years, I really hope that Ronald Pono becomes like the lesser thing that you guys worry about. And I really want to see you guys like thrive with like your original music. That's just my take. And I've been holding on to that opinion for a few weeks or months Damn. that I really hope that you guys do start making music instead of like parodies and stuff because i genuinely like I, like i genuinely enjoy the music that you guys create and i just know that it'll pop off and i think the parody stuff i know that we go with it because of its like ability to go viral but there's just so much talent that you guys have that like i know would do so well just in like you guys can compete with you know regular artists like, For like sure, but know. i think like i think i used to think that way where i'm like man i can't wait to like you know, for Ronald Pono to finally like hit so hard that we can just do our like individual stuff so much. But I've realized more and more that like this is such a big cultural thing. And like when I see somebody like Just Rain, who is somebody that I think we all look up to, uh, you know, he never hit a million subscribers. He never, you know, mm. was like a as appreciate. I think he's still like an underrated person when it comes mm. to like everybody else that's made it so big on YouTube, like, but one thing he never sacrificed was the quality of his content. You mm -hmm. can, there's nobody that I can compare to like his quality of work in that, in that niche that mm -hmm. is doing it as good or has poured his heart out into it, like as much as him. And I feel the same way about us. Like whenever, like we're making stuff now, like everything is also being, thought out when it comes to like the themes yeah the, yeah all of that like, like the lyrics the well, audio quality everything is so yeah. good I, I, i'm never saying i'm not saying that um to to like abandon ronald pono by any means or really ever i'm not saying that i'm, I'm saying, saying we're that, excited to do both though not just exactly like, i'm saying the duality of it like you guys yeah. like have a real duality and i do hope that you guys play up your own personal selves too yeah i mean like for me i think i've been so like my whole yeah. life like you know, before I met these guys, like, that's all I've been. So when I met these guys, for me, it's like, this is the, like, this is the greatest feeling ever, like, in a group setting, right? And, like, before it was, like, parodies and stuff, but this year, really, like, the talents that I've learned I mean, by myself that, yeah. uh, like, in terms of music and stuff, I'm applying it to Ronopono. And we've done it, exactly, like, this yeah. year that you you haven't heard yet. Like, mm -hmm. we've, uh, we've been applying these... Uh, talents in like a group setting and for me that's so much more because one it's cultural and if it's more culturally impactful like i'll always make solo music but no but i, I think that like the i'm saying this because you guys have like i think the people in ronal pono like the fans themselves would appreciate you guys like so like because i really do think that people take for granted like the quality of Ronald Pono like music in itself. And I think that once they really see you guys popping off with your regular music and be like, dang, they actually were doing this like well. It's not like some like and again, I love I Love Friday, sure. But like it's not just like throwing nothing out there like how they how, how they have been doing for the last few months. Like you guys put actual quality stuff out and I just wish that yeah, like yeah. it would get the recognition for it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you never know what's going to give you an opportunity to do something. And mm -hmm. 
there there has been a lot of opportunities that came my way because of comp- things that I like didn't even think about twice. And people have been like asking to do personal projects and all types of things, serious ventures, just based off of things that like even a little sort of taste of like what we can do with that. But like there's there's a lot of parody rappers, quote unquote, that like have been asked to do serious songs as well. And like mm-hmm. I think the main thing that it comes down to me for me is like the gut feeling and it's just like i don't ever want to be doing something that like i feel like i have to conform in some way or that like i don't feel good making and right now it's just like i feel good as ever about making all the content that we're making um and i i I truly feel like um you know as long as you're being yourself Mm -hmm. uh and authentic in your art in every way Mm-hmm. And you don't have to only do one thing, but everything that you're doing, you never know. Like, like for example, my my ch- my personal channel, right? It gets like no views. Like, mm-hmm. it's ne- it's never made to be clickbaity. It's not like, I mean, maybe there's a few videos on there that like I tried to do or whatever. But like mostly when I make like for example my travel videos, they take me longer than anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like mostly I make it for my friends and I who have experienced that thing together. And it again like it gets like no views at all but the feeling that it provides me and the and the few people that see it will appreciate it so much that like that is always something that they bring into conversation and it has brought me opportunity because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a way for me to like have a creative playground like let me see what mm-hmm. i can do this time with what i have mm-hmm. and and you again like you just never know what it, all that could bring you but, and um, that's really the whole point is that I know that you guys have unlimited crea- creative potential and I love seeing you guys explore it in so many ways. Yeah, there was a there was a tweet that I wanted to like highlight along with like this topic. Um, and it's it's somebody named Scorpio Aspie. Uh, and she she posted this on Twitter and says, sorry to continue the Instagram rant, but the app is making me so depressed. I try so hard to take good pictures, but they get absolutely no engagement and it makes me feel completely and utterly worthless and Mm. S word about myself because they keep changing the algorithm. I think I'm just going to give up with it altogether. It's pathetic. What do you, how do you guys feel about that tweet? I think it's all about your perspective on like, it's really about what you're trying to get from it. Clearly this individual is, is trying to get um, specifically the validation from the engagement of it um if you yourself just like taking good quality pictures and like just like to have a place to put them and you know you want to do that then that might be fulfilling enough for you but maybe perhaps this individual is trying to go for an influencer lifestyle or like you know wanting to reach a certain goal and she she or he isn't reaching that specifically and that's frustrating them um, I think it's all about what you're like, what you're trying to achieve, honestly. Yeah, I think for me, like up until like a year ago, I had this like mindset, like you know, if I like let me get as much engagement as much this and on that, um, and it made me feel better. But I think at a certain point, I think I matured uh, enough where I don't really care as much about the likes. I care about the content, and. Um, if the content's amazing, I don't care how many likes it has. If it has one like or a hundred likes, like that's fine. As long as I felt good making it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do want to see like them have good engagement mm-hmm. and reactions to see how right. well my videos portrayed and viewed by the audience. But 
Um, mm. As long as the the baseline is if I have in, like enjoyment making it, none of this shit matters. Yeah, I think I've definitely been where she's talking about. Like I've definitely been in that place. I think a lot of creatives in general have been in that place where it's like, you know, uh, it's it is like you want to be able to create what you want and how you want. And you want to be able to post it how you want. You don't want to make things like like for me personally, I don't want to have to do anything. Right. But also realizing like there are. You know, like we have conversations about thumbnails a lot, don't we? Like yeah. we have conversations about captions and things like that. Like to me, you know, that stuff, like it, it kind of it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's just like it's necessary. And that's part of the learning process. It's part of like marketing and all that. But I get what she's saying when it's just like, man, like why can't people just like watch it? And like why can't the engagement just be there uh, based off of like the the art and not like I have to play by these rules in order for this to get watched. And like, that's something that I feel like a lot of people might struggle with. And and it's it's hard and like another aspect that she might be talking about is just like the, the social pressure and like when to use social media in general. Like, you know, for me, like when, I, when I'm in that place that she's talking about a lot where it's just like, man, why like does my stuff not get as many, get, get as much engagement? It's, it's all from comparison. And that happens from scrolling all day, right? Like sometimes, uh, like I, I love, one of, the, one of the things I like doing more than anything when it comes to art is like drawing and, and coming up with like illustrations and, and digital designs and things like that. Like design is probably like one of, my, one of my main sort of passions. I just love the feeling it gives me. I love doing it, I love creating. Um, and I post some of it sometimes. And it doesn't, it doesn't do like as good as some of like the biggest accounts, I guess, uh, that like a lot of them like are our friends and stuff. And it won't like get that same sort of energy um, based off of like many different factors. But I have felt that way. It was just like sometimes I see a piece of work that somebody else might wait, make and it's just like it doesn't there's like not much meaning behind it. It doesn't have like a caption that's just like has some sort of story or like any sort of like social relevance or whatever. And it's just like, hey, I just made this, here you go. And it does crazy and I'm just like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? And yeah. again, like, there's nothing that I'm doing wrong. It's mm -hmm. how I'm perceiving social media. Absolutely. I need to I need to get off of social media. And what what brought me the joy of making this thing in the first place was, yeah. was, was like, it, it was probably something that happened in my environment. It was probably a conversation that I had with somebody. It was probably that a, a moment in time that I decided to freeze and put it into a work of art where I was just like, this is important in my life and other people might relate to this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to a lot is just like when to use and not use social media. Yeah. When when do you guys find yourself using social media? Do you wake up and go through it? Do you, do you go through it at night, throughout the day? How many times? Like what's what's your routine like with social media usually? I've since I've been back from Hawaii, I've been like working on making like a different structure of a schedule. So mm -hmm. I've now only used social media while I'm doing something else, like you know, like if I'm cooking breakfast and like I'm waiting for like my eggs to do or something or like if I'm or if I need to like go respond to something or like while I'm doing something else, but I won't use social media while I'm not doing anything else. So like mm -hmm. I've used it as a way to um, 
kind of in the same way that I do with podcasts. Like I don't only sit there and listen to a podcast or a book. I'll do it while I'm doing something else. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, kind of maximizing my time. Um, and so it's kind of something where I'm using in passing. So because I'm not solely doing just that, it doesn't feel like a huge deal to me. Whereas how do you respond to notifications though? Sometimes I, I turn all my notifications off, like okay. everything's off. And then mm. other times, like if I'm if I'm having, you know, a, like a healthy relationship with them, there's no issue. Um, and it's really all about where you are mentally. Um, and I will just like I won't click on a notification unless it's a direct message. And then when it's um, anything else, like I'll, I'll go through and I'll do it while I'm doing something else. Mm. Yeah. And even even the direct messages, I usually wait while I'm while I'm doing it. But I try not to approach the app unless I'm choosing to approach it, not because it's asking me to be on there. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's very weird how I've changed a little bit. Um, so I turned off all my notifications on Instagram and Twitter. So like I, I just go on there when I want to go on there, and not really. Oh, there's a notification, so I see it. And then also like um, when I go on there, I'm like looking for content and inspiration. So if I don't like somebody's content, I like immediately unfollow them. I try to keep my like feeds clean and whatnot. And so, but also like the uh, engagement aspect, like I don't really care if my posts aren't getting as many likes or comments or whatnot, because I think I've changed my mindset in a way where like, I think the Ronopono like social media means way more than my own. Yeah. And like, I, wh whatever I can do to feel that is like the Ronopono social media accounts. So for me, I think that's taken a huge like uh, weight off my shoulders because, you know, like when you're thinking about yourself, you're like, oh, if I don't post some like a good picture, they don't like how I look or they don't like mm -hmm. how, you know, Interesting. or they don't like my music because I posted it on my social media. But when it's for like a group account, there's like a million factors that you're just like, oh, I don't know. So it doesn't really affect me like, you know, like that anymore. So it's, I think it's yeah. very healthy the way I put it, um, changed yeah. my mindset. Like I that. think we just, need, I think we need to stop using social media and taking it. To, I mean, well, I said that wrong. I need, I think we need to stop taking social media so personally, Yeah. yeah like yeah. because I'm not getting likes, I'm not a beautiful person or like because I'm not getting the engagements I'm not like a well accepted creator because like I think that the validation like literally if you think about it we've seen people who've put um you know little to no effort into their work and have gone viral way beyond what we can believe and then we've yeah, seen people that's who what put, I'm talking about like that's it throws you off yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's and the like, thing is, what? like, the viral game is just something that you can't like, like, you know, like the fact that we've had sometimes not even like Bandu, Bandu, for example, something that you didn't put that much effort into and like went super viral versus like people um, probably feel that way about us sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Definitely. And that's what I'm saying. The viral game is just that it's a game. So, yeah, like, you yeah. can't take everything that happens on it as a person, like, so personally to it. Like, yeah, I think I'm still like. I'm still figuring it out every day, like to try to beat my tendencies and like try to change the way that I think about things. And one of the main things that I tried started doing was like, um, I think like starting uh, like a few months ago or something was just like, I let the notifications be like, I don't like I'll let them stack up because before it used to be like seeing that like red dot or like seeing an amount of number there like, oh, my God, I have to catch up to this. It takes away so much from your day when like that's not your priorities. 
and like just listing out my priorities, like what do I have to do this week? And just focusing on that because there's nothing, I have to like make a decision. There's nothing on social media or like whatever else uh, that doesn't have to do with like an emergency or like family or whatever that is gonna be more important than this list of priorities here. And so like even when it comes to texting, uh, Instagram stuff, whatever, like I just let it stack up and run like the emails. Like I don't care if it says, you know, hundreds on there, thousands, whatever. Like I have to be comfortable with just like there's when I want to, I'm going to go on there and catch up. But definitely like if you like I would start the day and I still do this sometimes with just like looking at all the notifications on my phone and seeing what it all says and like catching up. And like there's Mm -hmm. nothing that I need to catch up besides with like maybe like important news or whatever. Um, But if like you get caught up in like, you know, checking your DMs and uh, like especially group messages and all that, like group messages, uh, some people like they just sit in group messages uh, and like go on about Mm -hmm. it. And I think our friends are pretty good about it. Whoever is there at the moment, they're responding or whatever, but like nobody feels like everyone has to respond or you're waiting on somebody or whatever. Uh, But there is a lot of group messages that I get added onto on both like, uh, you know, the Apple messages and like on WhatsApp, especially where it's just like, I can't like, I can't catch up to this. Like there's no way. Honestly, the the biggest theme I'm hearing from you right now is like control, like, like, like feeling like you're in control. And it's like, you will choose to approach it when you want to. You will go to it when, you, when you're ready for it. You approach it when you want to. And, and, and I think that, like, that comes across, that same aspect comes across in people's lives in so many different ways. When it, whether it's an eating issue or whether it's, you know, when it comes to work or whatever, like, or, and, like, even some of the stories that were shared on the tre- retreat were like, I do certain things in my life because it helps me gain control. And when you feel like you're lacking in some ways, it really messes with you in other ways. So as long as you feel like you are in control of your life, I think mm-hmm. that is when contentment will come. And it sounds like you're finding a balance with that very well. Control your social media. Control your social distancing. <laughs> as, fun, as fun as this is, I hope the next time we don't have to do it virtually. Are um, we meeting up tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, sure. Like, I guess we can we, talk about that off the podcast. We have a oh my gosh, look, there's a pandemic, so we're having a viral, um, I mean, a virtual uh, podcast. Meanwhile, like, I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> we we have to, like, we have to go with the times. I think I think it'll be fun. But um, no, this was awesome. Um, it's like and, a long FaceTime. Yeah, it was like a long FaceTime. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people can like watch this and feel like they're part of like a like a FaceTime session with some yeah. homies, like a Ubu session back in the day. But, I feel but like, like they're on mute. Thing, that's what people always say about the podcast, anyways, that they feel like they're listening into like a conversation or like they're like a part of a group of friends and having a conversation. So now yeah. you get to FaceTime with us too. And and I'm glad people like keep us on our toes because people always ask. You know, like, hey, no podcast this week. What happened? So I'm <laughs> glad that there's like people that are like, you know, stay stay up to date with us and everything. And I hope like there was some uh, some good, uh, some bad, and some ugly that you got out of this podcast, whatever it might be. Please respond to us um, on social media at uh, Strange Flavors. Everything. Write us an email if there's something that you want to put out there into the world, or if you have a question, or if you want to share your music or somebody that you know that makes good music with us. Um, we love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. So uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger.
We'll see you not virtually next time. Uh. All right. <laughs> Peace. Bad little Heine got her for it like a taco. One night stand, she can edit with a mouthful. Uh, ten toes down with the crew. Been the G since the won't go beats like me, bitch. Who? Ooh, mount chicka wow when I step up on the dance floor. Game so foul, got a dripping like queso. Booty got me dying, called the kitty cat fitting no, on. Uh, that bitch an animal. Her mama thinks she a saint. Don't fall in love, you gon' swerve out your lane. Tal vez es tuya, pero eso sí que yo le doy la mordida.